Hey, this is Pastor Jack C. We're back with Brother Mike Riggs. We're both pastors on staff at West Houston mm-hmm. Christian Center. And uh, what we're going to talk about today, you know, last week, Mike, we kind of finished up talking about guard your heart with all diligence, yes. for out of it flows the issues of life. Yeah. But as I've been studying a little bit, I kind of want to veer a little bit off the beaten track. We're still talking about thinking with purpose. But, you know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of women that when they get saved, even though they're trying to renew their mind and they're reading the word kind of like we did, sometimes we get stuck with this old guilty consciousness about our old life. Did you ever deal with that? Absolutely. Um, although I was saved and, 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 and born again and re- recreated my mind, uh, there were still those fleshly, what do you call them? Uh, not desire so much, but... Urges and sure. Yeah, you, and you just don't let, you know, you doesn't let go. And so that's what we want to talk about, being able to let those go uh, to move forward, you know, and, 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 grow, and grow with God not to be held back. That's really good. We're going to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, and this is powerful scripture. I encourage you to get your Bible and underline this verse because it's so powerful. And it just says, um, let us um, draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. I like this out of the Passion Translation, just the last part of that verse. It says, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, as Mike and I shared last program, that, you know, neither Mike nor myself, we were not born, born again. We did not come out of the (laughs) womb Um, speaking in tongues or casting out (laughs) devils or whatever. Both Mike and I lived very worldly lives. And uh, through the grace and power and prayer and love of Jesus Christ, we were both wonderfully and beautifully born again. But, you know, sometimes some of the things that we did in our past, you know, whether we hurt people or, you know, maybe there was something traumatic, you know, maybe Mm. some things that we were a part of, you know, those images and those memories really try and hold on to us. And all of a sudden, you know, we start dealing with a little bit of the guilt. Now, there's a lot of things that I regret I ever did. Oh, amen. You know, oh. there's a lot of people that if I could go back to and, and if, you know, that I hurt or that I harmed or I took something from, and my heart is just to say, man, I apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know, what I did, I knew what I was doing. That doesn't make it right or wrong. I just want you to know. And there's a certain amount of regret. And there's a godly repentance yes. that I think that we all deal with. But for some reason, sometimes people get stuck with, and here's the thought, Mike. You know, I did something, and I don't think even God can forgive me for it. Yes. And so I hold that guilt. It's constantly in front of me of my old life. Yeah, which is we know that is from the devil. Yeah. Only he's going to hold on to those thoughts and try to place them in your mind. Well, you know, one thing about it, we've said it again and again, that he knows our pattern, you know, and some of our uh, bad habits. That he knows. Uh, However, he can't control our thoughts. It's impossible. Amen. Um, Amen. Just very briefly, when it talks about an evil conscience, and I like to do word studies, and I like to find out what true meanings of words are. 
And that word evil just simply means the inevitable agonies or misery that always goes with evil. It's really called guilt. And your conscience is an innate discernment, self-judging consciousness. I know that's a lot of words, but let me give you my my definition. It's a God-given capacity to know right from wrong. Because each is a free moral agent, it joins both your moral and your spiritual consciousness. Mm. Now look, let's just clear something up right now. Even if you're not born again, there is something within you that knows right from wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even when I was a sinner, yes. even when I was out doing what I knew, and even if I had not been raised in a Christian home, which was even worse, yeah. because I really knew what I shouldn't be doing. I really knew mm-hmm. that the things that I was playing with were fire and that they had the ability not just to harm me, but to harm other people. And so um, inside of us is that moral compass that tells us we know when we're crossing imaginary boundaries. Oh, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I was somewhere I did not belong. Yeah. And, you know, you always say, something told me not to come. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's not absolutely. something. That is actually the Holy Spirit trying to guide us. You right. Know? And, and so, yeah, that moral compass is it's there. Right. Uh, Again, it's just so many times I, I shouldn't have done that. And I was saying it to myself right in the middle of the moment. Yeah. Shouldn't be here. Right. I shouldn't do this. What, you know, I, I should not be involved in this right. particular thing. Right, right, right. Uh, it, man, that was just like God is constantly chasing us. He never gives up on yeah. us, you know. Cause That's good. When I say it again and again, I've heard that many times. That was just, today I could see how many times he was chasing after me. That's really good. Trying to get a hold of me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we came out of the world, you know, I wish I could say we came out unscathed, but, you know, we got a few scars and a few battle wounds from the life that we lived. And, you know, there are consequences to our actions, and I think there should have been. You know, I'm I'm not embarrassed to say that there were several times that I even went to jail Mm -hmm. for some of the things that I had done. And, uh, you know, never anything life-threatening, never went to prison or anything. Should have, could have, you know, was heading in that direction. But, uh, you know, still, when you come out of all that, and some people, I don't know, it's, and we're not talking about forgiveness today, but we are going to be talking about it. But it's just sometime the whole concept to think that, you know what, I should, because I did so many bad things, Mike, that yeah. I should still, for my whole life, feel bad because I did them. it should be still suffering. I should still suffer. Yeah, exactly. Unless I'm suffering, unless I'm, you know, doing something. I'm just, you know, God's not, let me be God Mm -hmm. and let me impose my own judgment on me because of some of the things that I've done. Yeah, and when we when you just mentioned it, like we are going to get into forgiveness that is a key component yeah. the for, the forgiveness and being able to repent yeah and actually mean it from my heart like i am truly sorry for what i did god can you forgive me instantly you're forgiven and and I, and i really like the fact that actually i learned this here at this church of being justified yeah. for those actions right. and and pastors your dad says yeah, all absolutely. the time Justified means just, just as, as if, if it, it never, never happened. happened. And why should we walk around holding on to those um, that, that guilt and that shame right. when he doesn't even remember it? Right, right, right. You know? It's kind of like this, and we're, it's two different things, but you know, when we talk about people that worry <laughs> a lot, you know, worry, worry, worry. And mm-hmm. sometimes when something bad happens and 
you know, and you've got somebody with you and, and they're worried and really bad, but you're not, and they mm. get mad at you, like, what? you should be worried too. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? We kind of do that with guilt, consciousness, yeah. sometimes our same too. We feel like we somehow owe it yes. to them to, yeah. to hold on to that. And let me show you kind of where this is coming from. Um, our church, we're reading through the Bible as we do each year, and right now we're in Exodus. And we're right at the part where, you know, Israel, you know, Israel had been in captivity for 400 years. There was no law. There was no, there was nothing for them to live by. They were totally holding on to whatever traditions that were Mm -hmm. passed down to them from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. And so they were living the best that they could, but they were in captivity. And so Jesus, well, Moses, a picture of Jesus comes and let my people go. And so they lead this great captivity out mm-hmm. into the wilderness. Well, the minute they got out into the wilderness, Israel had to change the way that they thought. Mm-hmm. Because had they not, if they had just gone straight into the Canaan land, they just would have reproduced Egypt there. Because they were, even though they were new. free, yeah. they were still thinking like slaves. Yeah. They were still thinking, they did not know this new way of thinking. So God institutes this thing called the Mosaic Law. Mm -hmm. And if you read through Exodus, it was very specific. Uh, There were specific things that they had to do. There were a lot of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And the more that I'm reading, the more I'm figuring out, God was trying to change the way that they were thinking because he was trying to let them know that there were now going to be consequences for their actions. Mm -hmm. And a sacrifice had to be made because... There had to be an offering for them to not feel the the punishment or mm-hmm. the wrath of his judgment. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, there was an offering for everything. I mean, I would not would have wanted <laughs> to have been a bird, a goat, a bull, a or anything. It was barbecue all day, every day back in those days, you know, because they were constantly... You know, there was a sin offering that had to be made and a peace offering and all these different offerings that had to be made. But what God was trying to do was to change the way that they thought. Yeah. Because he was trying to get them not to think like Egyptians, but begin to think like heaven. Yeah. There was, when you mentioned sacrifices, it just kind of went off in me. And how in order to change a way of thinking sacrifices had to be made right in order the, the israelites sacrifices had to be made and with us personally you know you just think i had to sacrifice some relationships you know i, I had to sacrifice mm, that's good uh you, you know just absolutely my surroundings absolutely I had to, in, in order to change my way of thinking i was no good to be surrounded by People of like thinking, you yeah, know, it, it, absolutely, the, the worldly thinking. Yeah, and, and I just that's really good. It, it definitely takes sacrifices. Yeah, uh, and, and it was a, it, and it, guess what? It was easy. Yep, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. That's it. Yeah, in Israel, when they're in the wilderness, if you committed sins, mm-hmm. you know there were things you did, but once a year they had this thing called atonement. the Day of Atonement. Yeah, and man, that was every every <clears throat> Israelite's favorite day because <clears throat> it was a special day. You know, a special service was called. They would come. They would have to present an offering mm-hmm. of however, wherever they were financially <clears throat> produced, what kind of offering mm-hmm. they brought. And so they would bring this animal, and they would go to the priest, and blood was shed. And what the atonement did was it just covered them for the next year. Yeah. Now, this is what's really important. Even though their sins had been covered, there was no mechanism 
to change the way that they thought. There was nothing to、mm-hmm. deal. Even though that sin had been atoned or covered, they still had the guilt of what they had done. Yeah. There was nothing that they could do about that. The, the beautiful part was, is at least the judgment from that part was dealt with. Yeah. At least up to that point now, that whatever penalty was going to be incurred because of this atonement, they、mm-hmm. were no longer responsible、mm-hmm. for it because they were obedient to God. They brought the right sacrifice. But God even says, and this is why He had to send His Son Jesus Christ. He said the blood of bulls and goats wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and it wasn't until the blood of Jesus Christ—and this is going to set somebody free—that、mm. even though now you can be forgiven for your sins, you can also have your mind completely and totally erased. You can be, as Mike said, justified. Yeah, you can live your life just as if it never happened. I think that's what makes it so easy for, <clears throat> like you mentioned. Earlier, you said, you know, you're not ashamed to say that you've gone to jail for certain things. Right. It was just that is the most freeing thing I think you could do、uh, to be justified to repent for certain things and ask for forgiveness.、Uh, it's easy for me to sit here and and tell you about some of the past sins, and, and it's because we don't even associate with that person. Right. We. He's it's、gone. like talking about a stranger. Yeah. A total stranger. He gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know that guy. Yeah, you know, and、yeah. it's easy for me to talk about him because I have no connection to him at all. Amen. You know, let me show you what I'm talking about. Go with me to the book of Psalms, and we're going to look at Psalms chapter 51, <clears throat> and this is David speaking. Psalm 51, and beginning in verse 23. Now, if anybody in the Old Testament had a relationship with God,、mm-hmm. it was David. Absolutely, you know, David of anybody like some of the old men of faith, Enoch and stuff, was able to, you know, have an encounter with God <clears throat> to the point where he actually tapped into God's grace.、Mm-hmm. Because some of the things that David did,、um, just like Saul, he should have had the kingdom stripped from、mm-hmm. him. He should have been he should have been killed. You know, when you premeditate a murder. Yeah. Of somebody, when you sleep with somebody who's not your wife, when you fornicate, these were this was the law.、Yeah. You know, when David was king, the Mosaic law was still in place. Yes, and by all rights and privileges, he should have been fully judgment should have been full on him、mm. for what he'd done. But you know what the Bible said? He had a heart after God. Yeah, and what David figured out was is that if you ask God to forgive you, you're forgiven. You're forgiven.、Yeah. See God. God doesn't change. Yeah, He's always the same. Yeah, God is always love. <laughs> God is always mercy. Now there was a different、Thank、mechanism you, in the Old Testament that was in place, and it was kind of just trying to get Israel to begin to think more like Him, trying to get them to think more of the pattern. Really, what God was trying to get into them through all the sacrifices, through everything that He did, was that Messiah was coming. Yes, that's the message of the Old Testament. Everything was looking forward that hey, Messiah is、yeah. coming, and when Messiah comes, he's going to restore all things. Yeah. Let's go to Psalm fifty-one and look at verses two and three. Actually, let's just start at the beginning.、Okay. Have mercy upon me, O God. That's a great way to come to、mm. God. <laughs> you know, if you need forgiveness, that's a great、and、way to do it. It's always there for you. <laughs> that's it, man. Lord. 
Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. And that word loving kindness is actually a Hebrew um, legal term. Loving kindness is like God says, look, I'm going to love you. Like, here's the contract that I love you, but I'm going to far expand it so far beyond that that contract can't even contain it. Mm-hmm. That's my loving kindness. <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to tell you how much I love you, but it's going to go so far beyond the boundaries of it mm. that it's hard to even to maintain. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. What's that sound like? He's asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Now here's the the best part. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transitions, my transgressions. You know, that's a big part of this. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge. He took responsibility yeah. for what he'd done. And that's huge yeah. when it comes to dealing with a guilt consciousness. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you were wronged, if you feel like you're right in the midst of all this, it's going to be really hard to get free from that type of thinking. Exactly. You know, we have a, we have a thing where we want to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just confess it. Just we just want to confess, confess it. I acknowledge it. my transgression, my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Um, I like it out of a different translation, verse three. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. A guilty or sin consciousness can keep me from entering into my good life. You know, here was David. He acknowledged his sins, he acknowledged his transgressions, but he made this statement, my sin was still ever before, before me. me. Yeah. He didn't have a way yet through the blood of Jesus to renew his mind for that justification. The only thing that he could hope for up to that point was atonement. Yeah. That that sin would be washed away, that would be, that I would be atoned for that year, that it would not be held against me, and that um, I would not feel the judgment of yeah. it. And, and, and you know, just having that feeling of not being forgiven, yeah, there and the sin is always before you, yeah. Well, that just keeps you in bondage, right? And, and it keeps you, you know, walking in the guilt and the shame Amen. and, and the condem- condemnation, um, which is not with the will of God and intended you to walk, amen. You know, to walk, God expects you to walk in. The fullness of Him, Amen. And to be assured, um, in Hebrews ten twenty two, if I could go back, mm-hmm. you mentioned it. It said, "Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith." Yeah. And when we talk about, oh my goodness, how many times have God used the word "I assuredly say to you"? That's mm, good. You know, uh, I assuredly that's say good, to Mike. you. That means be confident. Yeah. In 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 your faith, be confident in knowing. You know, assurance, um, I think I wrote it down, is a positive declaration that's intended intended to give confidence. That's good. You know, in other words, it's a promise. Yeah. So be be assured. Yeah. That you're, you, you know. Be assured that. Just be assured. That you can enter into faith, into his presence. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, it says... Um, I wrote this down. Through the blood of Jesus, even the guilt and shame associated with past sin can be washed away. And I guess just to kind of put a bow on this or or bring it to a pause is that, you know, we've all done things. Every person in the Bible has done something that they're ashamed of. Mm. If you even read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, I mean, all the, the mighty men of faith, none of those men were perfect men. None of those women were perfect women. They all did things that they were ashamed of or they felt guilty of. Mm. 
But what they were able to do was get beyond that, that, that sin consciousness. You know, Jesus has a way of setting us free into our destiny. Mm. You know, one of the first things that when I got saved, I started forgiving everybody. Mm. If I, you know, if you owed me oh, money gosh. and there weren't many, I owed more people money than owed me, but I forgave them. <laughs> you know, if my, my conversations would start like this, if I'd see somebody from my past, Hey man, look, I'm really sorry. (laughs) You know, I was, I was generally, I just, I knew that I needed to forgive everybody and anybody in order for me. Cause I really, I had a lot of things to feel guilty about, but I've never dealt with a guilty conscience. Mm. I never dealt with sin consciousness Mm. because I had such, uh, I just felt there was such a revelation of God's grace and his forgiveness that, um, I didn't, I wasn't stuck there anymore. He set me free. Yeah. Because once you're forgiven, you can forgive, then you can be forgiven. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a couple of weeks. Well, hey, we've come to the end of the broadcast, and uh, Brother Mike's going to be with us again as we're continuing this. Believe it or not, we are still talking about living with purpose and thinking with purpose. (laughs) But in order for us to live with purpose, we've got to get our thoughts in line with God's Word. We've got to get free from the past. Just remember... Jesus has done everything he's ever going to do about sin, and all we have to do is access it by repentance, ask for his forgiveness, ask him to wash our minds from all of that uncleanness or ungodliness, and then start putting your eyes forward and move into the destiny of God. God bless you. We'll see you next time.